This is Some Kind of Love Stories, and I'm your host, Trina. Hello, and welcome back to Some Kind of Love Stories. I am back. Um, it took me a couple months. Okay, let me start from the beginning. The goal of this podcast and this challenge to myself was to try to imagine love stories with a positive ending. I have such a cynical attitude towards love and I need to change that. Like, right now, I need to change that. They say that if you want to change your life, you first have to change your mind and change your beliefs about what's possible for you. So that challenge actually kind of got to me. It was hard. It was really, really hard. And I was pushing, trying to make myself write these stories, and just nothing was coming out. So I was like, let me just take a little step back. I was like, I was going to take a little break, you know, for a week. And a week turned into two months. However, in that time, my friends and I shot a short film. And I created a t-shirt line under my production company name, Afro Crush. I'm actually really excited about that. But I'm back. And I'm really excited to share this story with you guys today. So let's get into it. Today we have one story. The prompt is, I ain't come this far to lose you. Jadon sat in the middle seat. In the window seat was an older woman who smelled like peanut butter and roses and whose heavy breathing almost sounded like a whistle. In the aisle seat was a young woman with loud techno playing in her earphones. He didn't want to focus on it. Planes were always ridiculously overcrowded, and he was lucky to have found a seat so close to the front. Jadon pulled out his iPad and clicked on his notes app. I'm sorry, he typed. He quickly erased it. I'm sorry didn't seem like what he needed to say. He needed something deeper, more convincing, more poetic even. How do I tell the love of my life not to leave me, he thought. Do I bring up the time when we got ice cream cones and sat out on the beach talking so much that most of the ice cream melted down our hands before we got to eat it? Or the time we drove to the Grand Canyon on a whim with about $200 between the two of us? Nikki, when we met, he typed, I didn't know how important you would become to me. Jadon hesitated. He didn't want to sound corny. There was an innate feeling that if he wrote or said the wrong thing, he would lose her for sure. Anything that could make her lose respect for him as a man, like if he said that he loved her or that he would move mountains to be with her, that would be looked at as weak. Best to rein in too much emotion. He erased that last line. Then he erased everything on the page. The woman who smelled like peanut butter leaned closer to Jadon. What are you writing there? Um, Jadon started. I don't know yet. It's supposed to be a letter, but now it just seems corny. Well, the woman said, in my limited experience, I've found that it's best to just say what's on your heart. 
Jadon glared at the woman. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Jadon turned back to the screen. I want us to work this out. It sounded sterile, emotionless. Nothing was really working. Jadon turned toward the peanut butter lady. Can I ask you something? Sure, the peanut butter woman said. I'm Thomasina, by the way. Nice to meet you, Thomasina. I'm Jadon. Jadon inhaled deeply. I know what I want to say, but there seems to be no way to say it without looking like an idiot. Well, what are you trying to say? Jadon looked down. Well, my girlfriend Nikki and I, we fought, and now I'm flying to see her because she wants to break up. But I don't want to. Nikki lives in Boston? Yeah, she moved there a few months ago for a job. Do you mind if I ask what you're fighting about? Jadon paused. He wasn't sure how much to reveal. I think the distance is getting to the both of us. That's the simplest way to put it. Oh, gotcha, she said. Yeah, the plan was that this job was temporary and that she would just stay for the duration and then come back. But she told me that they offered her a permanent position a few weeks ago and she accepted it without talking to me. Headphone girl sat up and pulled down her headphones. And you were upset because she didn't ask you? She sounded indignant. Janan swung around. I mean, I didn't need her to ask me. However, it would have been considerate if she gave me a heads up before she decided to accept the position. Thomasina shook her head. I understand you, but are y'all married or engaged or something? Asked Headphone Girl. No, but but you wanted the opportunity to talk her out of it. And now that the opportunity is gone, you're upset. No, you make it sound selfish. I just wanted to know when we could get back to our lives. Right, but to her, Thomasina turned to Headphone Girl. Sorry, what's your name? I'd rather call you by a name than just her. Maya, she responded. Thanks, Thomasina started again. But to Maya's point, if the tables were turned and it was you taking a job across the country, what do you think her response would be? Or better yet, what would have been the quote-unquote right thing for her to say or do in that situation? Jadon paused. Maya jumped in. The expectation would have been for her to give up what she had to come and support you, especially if y'all were married or engaged. She would have to give up whatever she had going on to follow you. Right, Thomasina said. But in this situation, she had the opportunity to do something for herself. Maybe she likes the job. Maybe the pay is great and she's respected at work. But in a relationship, a woman's job technically is not allowed to be her priority in this society. So if she told you, hey, I got this job offer, but it would require me to stay here, what would you have said? Or better yet, what would she have expected you to say? Jadon sighed. That I would tell her not to take the job. Thomasina nods. Exactly. But I'm happy for her, Jadon said. I truly am. But also, she could have just given me the opportunity to step up. Everyone is making assumptions on what I would have done instead of actually letting me have a say. Are you going to Boston to ask her to come home? Asked Maya. In the back of his mind, that is what he was hoping for. He was hoping to remind her of all the fun they had together, this whole life that they were building. And 
everything that they could have if she would just come home. Yes, he finally said. Would you ever consider uprooting your life for her? Thomasina inquired. Like would I move to Boston? Jadon asked. Thomasina nodded. I mean, I really like my job too. I'm comfortable with my life as it is now. I don't think moving is an option for me. So it's fair for you to ask her to give up something for you, but you wouldn't give up that same thing for her? Maya said sarcastically. Maybe, Thomasina started, instead of writing her a letter, you should consider letting her go. Um, Let her live her life, you know, and you live yours. I know this probably isn't what you want to hear, but... Jadon let the plain sounds drown out Thomasina's voice. Letting her go was the last thing he wanted to do. But maybe she and Maya had a point. He was asking her to give up something for him, and this might be something she really wanted for her life. It would be wrong for him to demand that she give it up for him. So, what was he to do? Thank you, he said to Maya and Thomasina. Jadon started typing into his iPad. The plane landed and Jadon quickly made his way to the baggage claim, then to the taxi line. He sat in traffic and thought about what he had written to say. I'm really going to do this, he thought. The cab pulled up in front of the townhouse Nikki had been staying in. He grabbed his bag and walked up to the door. He rang the doorbell. Who is it? Nikki called from the other side of the door. Jadon, he said. The door swung open quickly. Nikki jumped into Janan's arms. Oh my God, what are you doing here? I had to come see you, he responded. Nikki pulled him into the townhouse. I'm glad you came, she said. I've been thinking about our conversation last night and as much as I love you, I don't think it's fair for me to expect you to want to stay in a long distance relationship. Nikki paused and looked away from Jadon. Maybe we want different things now. Jadon lifted Nikki's face with his hand. I want what you want, because I want you. He was sure and solid. I've been flying all day between two nosy-ass and opinionated-ass women, and they at least clarified one thing for me. I ain't come this far to lose you. So tell me what you want, and I'm going to work on getting on the same page. Nikki's eyes lit up. She hugged Jadon again, and he held on tight. questions that need answers segment i spoke to my friend and producing partner tammy and i must say we had a great combo this is our second time speaking on the mic actually the first time being last year on a previous podcast i was on funny story it was actually where we connected for the first time and decided to see if we could make films together i apologize for the background noise you know just life was happening the kids were playing the dog was barking we were finishing dinner and drinking wine um the cars on the street were passing by look we were enjoying life that day (laughs) 
Um, but I hope you enjoyed this segment too. be considerate I realized I I had kind of been out of the whole relationship game for technically about six years Mm -hmm. I've dated but nothing past four to six months like my average is probably like four and a half months before it you know swivels up and dies Mm -hmm. um so and then and then of course in between each of my dating my suitors it's a lot of time in between so I don't think I ever really had a chance to really get used to anybody being in my routine or having to think of another person because right when I'm about to it's over you know I never really thought much about them past thinking of them and wanting to talk to them but having to be considerate of them and some of the decisions that I'm thinking of making because it could, it not could, but it will impact them. That's something that's been a, a lesson for me. It's just even remembering to be considerate. That's dope. Funny thing is, <clears throat> the story for this week actually kind of deals with some of that. Mm. I'm trying to, like, finding um, space as to, like, how much of yourself do you invest in yourself and then how much of yourself are you going to invest in mm-hmm. someone else and if that like conflicts what would you choose yeah yeah have you had have you been faced with that question yet like where you've had to make a choice between what's good for Tammy and what's good for the relationship I want to say yes and no, not on like an extreme level because the person I'm seeing now is still fairly new. Um, and I'm also just now exploring the world of boundaries and we were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, I, I realized I've never had any. And then realizing now after you're a few months into dating someone that you have to set them is a struggle. And it's like having to choose like, okay, um, he and I both have kids, so we're both single parents and my kid goes off with her dad every other weekend. So when those weekends come having to choose me to rest because I need it rather than running to go hang out with him and to make sure I'm keeping it, you know, alive and consistent, um, and, and not having to chase that worry of, well, I didn't spend time with you one weekend and now everything is going to be a problem. That That is something that, that's something that I actually really struggle with now because I'm like, man, I am tired. I am doing so much right now. And I'm also just trying to figure me out still. You know, I think that's never ending as well. As you get older, you can, you really, you just stumble across a new chapter of yourself and you didn't even ask, you know, you wake up and you just got this new perspective and you need that time to explore. So when you have another person trying to explore new terrain while considering another person 
that's a struggle within itself. It is. How rude. How rude of life to just right. throw this at you. I know. Like, how dare you? And I'm I, ready for this. I didn't I, ask for this. I feel selfish, too, but I'm like, I'm genuinely tired. And thankfully, he's understanding, but then me being a worry ward, like, how long does that last before, like, how how many times can I do that before it's it becomes a problem? Mm-hmm. You know, because that person has needs and, and wants to see me, too. So it's just like, I want to see you, but I also want to see the, my eyelids because yeah. I'm tired, you know? Yeah. Or I just want to do some of this stuff by myself because mm-hmm. I haven't dated me in a while. But that is also because I can come up with a bunch of reasons. But, you know, when you have been in the habit of being by yourself, breaking that habit to remember you got somebody, <laughs> that's I, I'm still working on that. Difficult. Yeah. Whew. I think one of the ones that I've learned this year while we were talking about mm-hmm. was being with my my big thing right now is I need to be in spaces where I know and I feel valued. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, mm-hmm. like, then I don't need to be there. Like, I don't want to be in any place where people act like they're doing me a favor to have me here. Yeah. Or um, they feel like I owe them because I'm here or something. No, no, no. You need to want to be here. Yeah. You need to value my presence and value what I contribute. And at this, because I know, like, and I feel like for the most part, I ain't 100% innocent, you know. We all have our, like, shit that we've done. Yeah. And people that we've shit on, the people in our lives. Yeah. But I think right now I'm, like, hyper aware of that Mm -hmm. myself, and I'm trying not to do that anymore with other people because I know how it feels for me. Yeah. So now that I'm, like, hyper aware of it, I'm really, really mindful of who I'm allowing into my life and what, you know, and at what capacity. Yeah. And, um... And I'm vice and vice versa, and I'm expecting that from people who are dealing with me. Like, you need to want me here. Yeah. Like, and you need to not act like you're doing me a favor. I'm straight up. And if that, if I, the minute I feel it, I'm just. Yeah, I'm out of there. I'm not saying. I'm not dealing with that because I deserve better. Yeah. That. And I shouldn't be expected to accept less just to, so I can stay in a relationship with you. Why would I? Right, there's seven billion people in the world. Right, like, <laughs> right. Like we right. have to remember that, you know. Like people come a dime a dozen, you know. Right. And it's not even to be cold. It's just like, look, man, I'm only getting older. I just need to be around people that's gonna be my people, right? For whatever I'm doing, whatever you here for, be here for that. Want to be here for that? Exactly. Not because you feel like you guys need, like you said, you ain't doing me no favors. I can do bad by myself. I don't need you. I right. want you. I don't need you, though. Right. And I think, like, even with that, that's why I'm being, like, so mindful about who I'm even allowing around me. Like, if I am if I know I'm not feeling you, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to drag it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you know real early. I ain't going to waste your time. Real soon. Like, no, it's not even, it's not going there. This ain't, this ain't it. This isn't, yeah, this isn't what you <laughs> think it's going to be. And I'm going to be very clear about it. And, you know, I've had, like, people be like, oh, you know, you're real mean and you're cool. But I'm like, really? I'm doing you a favor. You do not understand yeah. how much I could just sit here and let you invest in me knowing good and goddamn well I have no intention of giving back to you in the same way. Right, but I don't right. want that karma. Right. You know, like, because that's going to come back feels. on me. Yeah. And that shit, is a, that shit don't feel good. It so, don't. no, I'm not going to do that to you. Okay. I'm already starting to feel. See, this is what happens when I don't drink. <laughs> and all of a sudden, when I take a sip, now I'm starting to feel a little bad. The levees done broke. Warm. <laughs> 
to the list. I'm not feeling not warm right now. Like, and another thing. I was just thinking. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I'm going to add another question. <laughs> Speaking of which, so next question. <laughs> How do you believe you show up in a relationship? Oh, I love that question. I show up by... Um, I show up by taking interest to learn about what the other person is doing, what makes them tick, Um, understanding the things that they like and dislike, and making sure that I'm compliant with that. Now, granted, I'm going to get some things wrong. I might even forget stuff because I'm at that age. But just knowing how I can be respectful up top of that because I don't want to come in and mess up your feng shui. Mm-hmm. Or of your mental. However you got that set up, I ain't trying to come and intentionally do that or disrupt that in any way. If anything, I'm trying to come add to, you know, for however long that I'm here. Um, so, yeah, I show up by just showing that I want to be there. And in hopes that you will show me the same thing. And just to essentially piggyback off what you just said, if I'm showing that I want to be there and then I'm, um, wanting to learn your basic blueprint about you, I think it's a fair expectation to get the want back. It only works when two people want to be here. If you don't want to be here, this ain't going to work. And I'm going to pick up on that real quick. And I'm just going to be like, you know what? Like you said, you ain't doing me no favors. I would rather not open myself up or keep trying to chip away at you to get that one out of you when it's just it's just time wasted. I always think about, like, there's always, like, a ton of stories. Right? Mm-hmm. And one of the stories that always comes to mind for me is, um, I remember reading an article in, I want to say it was Essence or something, mm-hmm. years ago, and Latanya Richardson, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's wife, yeah. was talking in that article, and she was basically saying that she was married to her husband for 27 years before she felt like he would... Um, like if there was an emergency, he would be the person to take her to the hospital. Like, and wow. I remember thinking, like, this is what we're expected to do. And I remember have because I feel like I've had conversations with my mother around similar things where we're like, you know, you are probably going to be more invested in the relationship than your partner is, and that's kind of to be expected. At yeah. Point. And a lot of men are taught you know, to find a woman who is more invested in you than you are in him and her. I think that's so stupid. And, like, that, the inequity of it, Mm -hmm. how commonplace that inequity is to me is so, Mm -hmm. it's so curious to me, like, because I think now the older that I get, I'm, I am, like you said, I am very hyper aware of it at this point. I'm very, I catch that real fast. Real quick, yeah. You're not (laughs) interested. And the minute I'm starting to feel you're not interested, then I'm losing interest. Yeah. I'm not. Because, because I don't want to invest like that anymore. I'm not. I can't afford to. Right. There's a, oh, there was a poem that I used to always post as my Facebook um, mm-hmm. status. It's, I am not an inexhaustible resource. And I really need people to understand that <laughs> there is a limit to mm-hmm. how much I'm going to invest when you're, not, when you're not investing in me at, mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, that is my expectation at this point. So I'm kind of with you on that one. Like, I show up, um, and I'm willing to invest, and I'm willing to get to know you, and I'm willing to show that I am interested, and I am, like, and I want to know you, but I need you to be doing the same. And if you're not, 
we just got to start off like that. Right. You know, I get like to your point, you know, hey, and that sucks. I mean, 20 some odd years later, you realize he's the person. It's just un- understanding some people and accepting that some people can't do what you can do. Mm-hmm. But equal parts equity. It can't be one part you and two parts me. You know, it, it, it can't be. If we both want to be here, cool. We got we off to a good start already. already. But finding how we mesh, you know, my strengths, your weaknesses, and vice versa. But there's got to be some key areas that got to be checked off, some key boxes mm-hmm. to know that, like, especially when you're talking about matrimony. I mean, we haven't even gotten in that, but you are my person. And <laughs> that, we have literally you. formed a new family at this point. Yes. So now you are the person that I am relying on. I have to I trust. I need to be able to rely on you. And right? rely on you. 100%. If I don't know that, I'm, I'm not waiting 20-some-odd 20 years. I don't know out. if I could even marry somebody knowing any small part of me that I couldn't, that he wouldn't. I don't even know if I could be okay with that. Like I don't see how I could either. But I remember, but there's so much, and I think, um, and this could just be speaking to, like, the older generation, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's that mindset of, like you or at least I've seen this I know I've seen this with my mother um, where she doesn't feel like she is a whole woman or a complete woman mm. that she is not somebody's husband, a wife wow and her identity is that <clears throat> kind of tied to that and so I've seen I could see how so many women like end up in these like one sided lopsided relationships and stay yeah. because they need to be able to say hey but I'm still someone's wife like that's what makes me and I'm like for just for me is there a space in me that would love to be somebody's wife sure but I don't want that to be what defines who I am as a person yeah yeah that's the expectation going into it I'm not even it's not even worth it because why am I investing more in you than you're willing to invest in me yeah you got to be if we doing life together that's what marriage says to me like I'm about to tie myself to you. You is my partner. You're not just my husband. I'm not just your wife. Like, those are just titles mm-hmm. <laughs> so that we can identify who you are. But I'm saying that I'm partnering with you in the business of life. Mm-hmm. That is children. That is health. That is money. Mm-hmm. You know, that is retirement. That is every all parts of life. I am partnering with you. So I, you got to know, you got to have those boxes that are important to you that you got to check off before you even get that far. Right. You don't want to find that out later. And I know people grow and people change and people grow apart. I get it. You never know. You might wake up tomorrow and be like, I don't like you. Right. <laughs> I just realized the type of woman that I need and it ain't you, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. Or I need this type of man and it's not you. I just had this epiphany. You know, those things happen, but they're also few and far between, I think. I don't know that I would say they're few and far between. No? But I do think that um, when when you know that, you need to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I do think that you there has to be some level of, because I, and this is a whole other side. <laughs> side so years ago, years ago, being like two years ago, uh-huh. <laughs> I worked with um, a domestic violence um company here mm-hmm. in LA. I love like the work that they do. 
mm-hmm. we were doing a panel discussion in um, at Loyola Marymount, and I remember saying there, like, you know, what I'm realizing, what I'm realizing is that, you know, some people might be the type of people who will have, like, that one person, and then that's their person from, you know, 20, 25 to 90. Yeah, yeah. And then there are other people who will have multiple different loves in their lives. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, there's not necessarily a need to just be solely committed to one person for your entire life. Yeah. But I do think that you need to be clear when things change, when you change, when you grow, and that person has not changed or has not grown in that same way, that you are A, kind about it. Yeah. And be clear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So that you're not adding extra harm. Like I think, you know, the ends of relationships are hard. Like you know what I mean? They're yeah. breakups are really hard and yeah. they can be very painful. Yeah. We don't need to add to it by being cruel, by doing things that we know if the tables were turned would yeah. hurt us. Yeah. Would have us out the game for a year. You know what I mean? I just feel like people don't take the risk of honesty. Right. Because you know it's for the sake of sparing somebody. But it's like that hurt is inevitable. It's it's just part of the, it checks and balances. You you know that what you're saying is not a positive thing and could render a negative response no matter how you skin it. It's just you got to take that risk because it's the right thing to do. The good thing to do is not to hurt the person, but the right thing to do is to be honest with them regardless because once they come down from that and the dust settles, they'll respect you for it, mm-hmm. you know. But people nowadays feel like, oh, I'm going to just go along to get along. Or I've been in too many situations where I, even me, I've allowed things to just go along to see if it will just naturally, you know, a natural disaster. Own, yeah. yeah, on its own so I wouldn't have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. But then you become a less accountable person doing that, you know. But I think, you know, just to your point, people need to, in, in knowing that when something changes, you got to be willing and understand that you have to take the risk of honesty. The risk is that this person could have an adverse reaction to what you're about to tell them. Mm-hmm. And they should, but you can't go in and saying, I don't want to hurt them. You can't control that. You really can't. <laughs> this really is cannot. just what comes with it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I woke up today. I know we've been together for five years, but I don't love you anymore. That's a very hurtful thing. You know, so you can imagine this person, especially if you've known them for five years, you've probably known their anger level. They're probably going to try to kill you or something. They're going to do something. Or be hurt. They're going to lash out. They might hit you. They might cry. They might shut down. They're going to do something. But you have to let them and know that, hey, I did the right thing, even though I know it hurts. But it would be even more selfish to continue on knowing Mm -hmm. I feel this way. Right. And hoping, which is stupid, that it would change. Right. <laughs> I've learned that lesson, too. That yeah. Add that <clears throat> lesson to the list. Like, whatever you're feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. The whole idea of, oh, it'll pass. Oh, it'll, like, it'll it'll dissipate. It'll go away. No. <laughs> it'll it'll grow. It, it, yeah, because <laughs> it if it's there. It will get bigger until you do something about it. It's going to take root, and it's mm-hmm. going to be a tree before you know it. Right, and then you're not going to be able to breathe because you got a whole tree growing up your chest. Yep, you got to chop that down. <laughs> Thanks, Bella. <laughs> Bella agrees. Co-signing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
And that was my show for today. Thank you all for listening. I will talk to you again, hopefully, next week. This podcast was created, written, produced, and edited by Katrina Mitchell. Our special guest for today was Tammy Terrell. Hey, Tammy. If you would like to read more stories, check out my books, She Lives in Text Messages, available now on Amazon. A link will be provided in the show notes. And as I mentioned earlier, I made some t-shirts. You can get yours at afrocrush.com. Please check them out and support. Also, be sure to follow me on IG at The Dramatical Life or at Afro Crush Media. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a five-star rating. You are greatly appreciated. <laughs>